You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clown question, bro. I think we ought to to be in the least. World champions! Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Philadelphia, looking as only you can look. Woo! Here we go, here we go. Welcome to a very special edition of the Philly Philly Podcast. As usual, I am Eric Snuffy Perigini here with Chris Fuzzy Lahiff. And, you know, we have uh, a different show tonight. Normally we're on here talking about the Eagles and that train wreck of a season that they just finished up. But um, we're going to uh, switch it up tonight and we're going to talk some music and we're going to talk some country music. And in case you haven't noticed, we have on the show with us right now, he's a, let's say, a native to the Philly area, country singer, Holden Barter. What's going on, gentlemen? Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being on. <laughs> Appreciate it. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this is... Uh... This is definitely uh, something we've been looking forward to. You know, a, a good friend of ours, you know, you know, turned you in our direction. And we we're like, absolutely, we're going to have him on. You know, we'll, we'll promote him. And um, but first, you know, I just want to um, get a, uh, you know, I want you to introduce yourself to the audience that may not know you, um, yeah. you know, and uh, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Awesome. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Chris, for having me on. Uh, like Eric said, everybody, my name is Holden Barter. I uh, I. I'm from the Philly area. I grew up uh, in Bucks County. Uh, my mom lives in Langhorn. My dad's in Newtown. I grew up kind of bouncing around the whole county uh, my entire life. Um, I'm a country artist. I live in Nashville now. I moved here five years ago, right before the pandemic, uh, which was kind of not an ideal time to move here, but <laughs> but uh, it ended up working out pretty well. But so I. Grew up in the Philly suburbs area. My whole family's from Northeast originally in Holmesburg, right by uh, Father Judge. Um, and so we, um, I, I spent my whole life going to Eagles games and going to Flyers games and, you know, Phillies games. I remember being a little kid and my dad had season tickets and we'd go to all the Eagles games. It was so fun. And so I ended up um, studying uh, physics at Lafayette College in Easton and ended up transitioning to Nashville to pursue music. I started playing guitar and getting into songwriting. And then sure enough, I ended up transferring to Belmont University here in Nashville where I graduated and uh, we've been here since. So it's, uh, it's been great so far, but yeah, thanks for having me on guys. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So what was, um, how'd you, uh, what was your influence to get into country? Oh, well, so I was born in Houston. 
uh, believe it or not. And so I was like two. So my whole family's from Philly, but my parents were down there for work. And so I just happened to pop out (laughs) in Texas. Um, And so I remember sitting in the backseat of my mom and dad's SUV and, you know, they would have Garth Brooks or George Strait on or Brooks and Dunn. I vividly remember actually listening to a Lone Star song. I don't know how familiar you are with, with Lone Star or anything, but um, there's a song I'm already there and I would cry in the back seat, like tear full on cry. And, uh, so music, country music kind of moved me for a while and fast forward two years. Uh, you know, I was like two or two and a half, three years old, moved back to Philadelphia. Um, and I kind of lost touch with it for most of my entire youth until probably end of high school. I went to uh, George school in Newtown. Um, and then, went to Lafayette college. I started playing a little band. I started getting in songwriting and I heard on the radio, one of the songs that I heard when I was little in the backseat, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this, this song, like I hadn't heard this in 15 years. And so uh, it was a really cool kind of experience to go back in the catalog and, you know, on Spotify, it shows you like related artists. So I started digging and I was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't listened to these things. And, in so long. And, and so my love for country and songwriting kind of rebirthed in high school when I, I heard it again, I, you know, I would listen to top 40 and, you know, a little bit of hip hop, my dad boxed a little bit. So kind of all that growing up in middle school and all, but um, it wasn't until high school, I fell back in love with it, but it started when I was a little kid in Texas for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. that, That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's, I feel like country now, it's very mainstream. It's very popular as opposed to like when you were growing up, like my wife, she's a huge, like she's, she's a country nerd. Like she likes George Street. <laughs> she loves, loves Vince Gill, loves Vince Gill. Yeah. Like just, it's, 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 it's crazy. Oh, rest then, high on that yeah. mountain, man. Oh, I saw him play that at the Ryman once and I was just blown away. Oh, oh nice. what a talent. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, she got me turned on the country music. Uh, I think, like, a couple years after we got married, we went to a Kenny Chesney concert, and I, I was just oh, like, "That's a party!" Like this is tailgate, <laughs> going inside. Like, like it's it's yeah, and like I said, it's right around our wedding anniversary when he when he hits Philadelphia. So we're going this year. Um, we don't, we, we don't know where we're going, uh, where we're going to see him, but we've seen him at, uh, Gillette stadium, which is in new England. And that was pretty cool. And then the other oh. show we, uh, and that we did see him in uh, Scranton this past year. He did the, the small tour of the small t- stadium, the inside tour. There was like 9,000 people. Little arena um, tour. Yeah. Did, I think, right. Was that yeah. Kelsey I think it was. Kel- Kel- yeah. 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 That's right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love Kenny Chesney. Kenny is one of the guys I look up to the most. He actually goes to my gym here in Nashville, which is too funny. Um, but he Does is he live there. He lives in Nashville. He he switches his time between Nashville and the islands. I don't blame him, man. Yeah, sounds pretty nice. <laughs> Neither but, do I. But when he's I, here, I uh, yeah, I think he's usually here. When I see him, uh, it's usually I, I don't talk to him that much, but. Um, you know, he, he, I have a funny story about that actually, but, um, <laughs> he, uh, he is usually here, I think from January through mid spring prepping for tour and then they hit the road. Um, so I think, and then in the fall 
in Christmas time, I think he's down in the island somewhere, which is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, he he performs a show two and a half hours long, and he doesn't he and doesn't he, stop. He's he's got that t shirt on, and then he's sweating, and then yeah, you know, he puts on a hell of a show. He, you know, he it, it was you know one of my all time favorite shows was when he did it in 2018, and he plays Boys of Fall, and the Eagles oh. came out, and I just it was. Oh. <laughs> Listen, that whole thing was emotional for me with the Eagles' first Super Bowl win. Because at the time, I worked for the Eagles with the game day staff, and I worked every one of his concerts. That's how I got into country, from working his concerts. And witnessing all of the the stuff he does. Yeah, oh, that's great. I have my own funny Kenny Chesney story, but I'd like to hear yours real fast. Well, the first – yeah, the first time I ever met Kenny uh, was at the gym. And so we go to a gym called Move Fit. I think he's, I think, I don't know if he's part owner or not, but uh, the the lead trainer, Daniel Mang, great guy. He's been training Kenny for years, so 15 years, I believe. Um, anyway, I go in and, you know, I'm not in the best shape, you know, at the time. I'm doing a little better now, but at the time I was, you know, I was struggling a little bit. And uh, so I'm walking in there, it's like seven o'clock, you know, and uh, he was going into the eight o'clock session. So as my session is wrapping up, you know, the trainers always put the worst thing at the end, you know, the finisher, they call it. And, you know, they put the, the intense, you know, ropes or the cardio or whatever. So, so th- that day I was supposed to push a metal sled with two people standing on the sled, which is just like a metal slab with handles. And you just push them across the room, back and forth, back and forth, until you can't, as many as you can in, I think, like five or six minutes. And uh, <laughs> I, I kid you not, I'm, I'm like gut hanging out, you know, pushing this thing, sweating my butt off. And uh, Kenny's just on the wall stretching, looking at me like, like giving me some look like, what is this kid doing? I was like, listen, I didn't want to meet you this way. <laughs> I had no intention of this happening. I'm so sorry. I look like crap. I don't look like an artist right now, but, you know, maybe one day, you know, he hasn't seen me in anything but gym clothes. So maybe one day, you know, we'll cross paths professionally and, uh, you know, I'll tell him that story. But <laughs> my, my, my back hurts thinking of pushing a sled. Oh. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I'm like, here's a dude I look up to my entire life, you know, and this is the first impression, you know, you gotta, you gotta be kidding me. That's phenomenal. I love it. I actually had a chance to meet him, like not not as you know, like hi, how you doing? But when I was working one of his concerts, um, they always had me down on the stadium floor, and I got the call one night. This, hey, go head to the Eagles locker room. You know, we, you know, you'll find out what your what your post is going to be. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. So, I get down there, and they had one of the big boxes, the rolling boxes, where they put the equipment in that they roll out to the uh, um, the sound stage. And it's they open it up, and I can't see, but it like moves around a little bit, and they close it. My boss was like, hey, walk out, make a path to the sound booth, and we're like, oh, okay, so I'm telling people to get out of the way, and like, we get there, and he's like, no, no, go on in, follow it in. I'm like, okay. Here, he's inside of it. They open it up, and that's how they got him because they hooked him up to this harness, and he gets out of it. He gets a water, and he made some kind of a joke about how hot it was inside there. And he looks at him, and he goes, well, time to put some smiles on them faces. And next thing I know, he just shoots up 
out of the tent. He's on like this thing and he starts singing beer in Mexico. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? Wow. Oh, so he like shot up. Shot up. Shot up. It, it was kind of like that. Um, it was kind of like the the um the equipment they use for the NFL games when they have the uh the camera flying over the over the field. That's incredible. He was oh flying around the entire state. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of had a moment with Kenny Chesney. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. That's, That's stories you don't hear often. No. No, I, I have no that that's act, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I have a crazy ones from when I, I worked at the at the at the link, but you know, I'll save them for another time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, I know you got a couple questions you'd like to ask. No, nah, so so what, what's funny is is you know you it, it's we were about to ask you your you know why you're passionate for music, but clearly it's it's just you know hanging in you know just reminiscing and hearing stuff that you haven't heard in 15 years. Um, so. You have a new song coming out. Uh, it's coming out the twelfth. Yes, this Friday. <laughs> so, why? What brought about the song? Like, why did you make a song about the Eagles versus Cowboys? <laughs> so, for those who who aren't aware, um, I wrote a song called "Go Birds," and uh, easy enough to remember. And so, this song is about. Uh, I think it's pretty funny whether it's realistic or not i don't know but i think it's great i would never do this people are saying has this happened <laughs> like, no no this is not happening <laughs> trust me but uh no it's about a Dallas cowboys fan that you date you're the eagles fan and she falls in love with you and she's at the link and so she's watching a cowboys eagles game going on and Throughout the night, the course of the evening, as the game progresses, she falls in love, and then you take her down the shore, and you kind of do all these a bunch of things. And uh, it's about taking her out of Texas, and she never goes back. And uh, so everyone's always they're all like, "Oh, is that happening?" I'm like, "No, that has not happened." And you know, Eagles fans only. But uh, but no, it's it's been uh, really cool to look in the comments on a lot of my social media because there apparently there's a lot of eagles cowboys couples out there that um you know i i am learning and discovering but uh but that's kind of the inspiration for um the song cowboys oh get out who is that yeah, he, yeah, he he's jacob <laughs> he, he's a good guy he, he's a good guy like we we break stones uh he, he's a cowboys it. fan he, he he's he's a good dude he's a uh, he he actually you know he uh, he's he's a big he's a big music guy. So he does awesome. he does podcasts and and he interviews a lot of people. So maybe well, we can link these guys up to in the future. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he he does like they're like he like he's he's in 191 countries, I believe it is. Yeah. He's on yeah. iHeartRadio. Yeah, he's he's big. Amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So like so like I actually went to him for some advice because. I don't know about Eric, but this is the first time I've interviewed uh, a musician. I've done, I've interviewed You're Mike Skielski. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you know Mike Skielski. He writes for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's from Doylestown. He's friends with Derek. We linked okay. up with him. Um, you know, we interviewed Phil Andrews. You know, you might not know who he is, but your parents do. Like, we, like we interviewed basically like journalists and a couple athletes here and there. Like I said. 
you're our first musician. <laughs> well, I'm very honored to be here, and uh, you guys are doing an incredible job. So this this is so much fun. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. So w w a f funny story. Um, you know, my wife sends me sends me the link, the the reel or whatever of, of the the Go Bird song, and oh, like boy. I said, I, I I glanced at it like real quick, and I was like, why the hell is Mike Trout singing? Like, 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 why is Mike Trout singing about the about Go Birds? Like, he's got it. Like, he's got baseball. So, like, like, why is he? I'm like, good for him. But I'm like, oh Mike God. Trout singing, and then I'm like, so you know what? Let, the craziest thing. Oh my God! No, the craziest thing was so. My buddy Andrew, I went to high school with. We have fantasy baseball. We do, we so I've had Trout a couple times on my fantasy team, and so. He would always make the joke that I looked like Mike Trout. And <laughs> I never believed him. And then it wasn't until I posted that video that you saw. And about 100 people, if you go back through the comments, are like, are you a fake Mike Trout? Is this Mike Trout? Is this Mike Trout singing? Does he sing now? And <laughs> it was like 100 people. And I couldn't believe it. I was like. I guess Andrew was right, but, uh, but no, well, I will take that as a compliment because Mike Trout is a great baseball player and, uh, I will take that as a good thing, but, um, <laughs> but that is hilarious, man. That that's so funny because, uh, you, you, I think you texted me that too the other day, by the way, you look like Mike Trout and, uh, <laughs> and that's so cool. Right. I, I, I'm awesome. like, why is Mike Trout singing? Like, <laughs> Hey, if he wants I'm to like, leave the talent stuff. to some other people, he's got enough money. <laughs> well, we've got Eagles player singers, so maybe I know my lot of sings, so you know, maybe Trout should start singing too. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> well, let's I'd rather my lot of work worry about the guy running down hurts from the left side <laughs> than, than him singing White <laughs> <like> Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh it's so funny. So, uh, um so I have a question. Uh, so yeah. In your opinion, why uh, why is digital distribution so important to an indie artist? Oh man, well, I always think about it this way: music to me is all about the fans. It's all about connecting with people, right? Music, it, I believe, music's the one thing that we all kind of understand. You know, it's like we may not have to agree on certain things, but you know, we may speak different languages, whatever it may be, but you know, music we all get. And so I truly believe it's the one language we all can kind of come together on. And so, you know, when I think of, you know, fans, I, I think of music. And so everybody's on the computer nowadays. So, you know, albums just don't traditionally sell the way they did. You know, 15 years ago, you could go to Walmart, buy an album for $14.99 or Target or somewhere. And and that's that. But, you know, nowadays people aren't doing that unless you're Taylor Swift selling vinyls and four different versions of the same thing. And she's an excellent marketer. But it's, um, you know, it, it's just a different a different consumption uh, world. You know, people just consume differently now because of social media and because of technology. And, you know, it just happens over time. You know, everything changes. You know, it went from, you know, eight tracks to, you know, we ended up going into cds now no who listens to cds anymore and that's even new you know so who i mean right now it's spotify but you know who's what's it going to be in 10 years maybe it's ai maybe who knows i have no idea but you know every 10 years or so it, there's a trend in the industry usually in the music industry um you know the the main consumption pattern um yeah that's awesome jacob that's true 
it is a universal language. And, you know, whatever people, however people are listening to right now, at least, you know, because of the prevalence of TikTok and social media and all that, you know, it's uh, it's definitely how people just consume. And so therefore we have to meet the fans where they are. Right. And how do we get most ears on our music uh, is to uh, do it through digital distribution. Like you said, Eric, you know, it's, I'd prefer to sell albums and records, right? And and eventually one day I hope I will and I hope I sell many. And uh but you know, I think uh what's actually advantageous for a lot of artists is uh is that you don't need a major label to get yourself out there. You don't need a a major um, you know, backing to to find fans and build your fan base. In fact, I always encourage colleagues to to build your own fan base ahead of time. That's sort of what I'm trying to do right now to then, you know, have some negotiating power when it comes to signing contracts in the future. Right. But at the end of the day, you want to make great music because you love it and you want to connect with fans. And, you know, I think go birds, you know, is something that's going to rally everybody together. And I'm so excited to see how this song just brings the whole city together. It's not even out yet. And and people are just talking about it. I think it had 20,000 shares already. And, uh, you know, so, but that's a sign to me that there's faith in humanity and, uh, you know, good music will always bring people together. Um, and, and that's a really cool thing to see happen. So very true. Very true. It wouldn't have happened though, without distributing it, you know, online. Right. So (laughs) that is very true. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. You, you bring up like vinyl and everything. And it was like, we, like, we were like for Christmas, we were going to get my daughters, uh, a record player. Like they're, they're back, they're record players <laughs> and they're blue and they're Bluetooth players. So like, all right, we'll, we'll get it. I think it was like 79 99. She's like, and she went to go look at records and they were like 29, 39 99. I'm like, for a record. I'm like what? Yeah. Like, well, I missed the days of, $14.99 CDs, or if there was one song you liked, you'd go, again, I'm going to show my age, you would go to a Coconut or an FYA, and you would buy the CD single with the one or two songs on it, and you would have that, and you would jam out in your car on your CD player. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> Not have serious and all that. Yeah. Remember Sam Goody back in the days with the sticker that said lifetime guarantee, lifetime warranty, if you lost this, we'll replace it. Remember Sam yes. Goody? Oh yeah, now I'm showing my age. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, exactly, Jesus. That's that. <laughs> I was doing it, sandals when Sam Goody was out. <laughs> that's all. <awesome. laughs> that's great, but yeah, it's crazy, right? It's like, it, like, and that wasn't too long ago either, you know? Nope. No. So, no, it's nuts. It, it wasn't. It's, it's amazing how the streaming, and the digital age are just taking over everything. Amen. So. So how do um, how do you register with your target audience? Well, uh, for me, my my target audience, you know, uh, my, well, I guess it starts with your goals, right? It's like, you know, what are my goals in country? You know, I want to be like Kenny Chesney. It's so funny you bring him. Up. I I don't want to be Kenny Chesney, but I want to achieve similar things as Kenny Chesney. I want to play stadiums. I want to do, you know, all that. I, I've always felt compelled to do something bigger, and so. You know, when it comes to target audience, it's one people who love your music and love you and and your brand and what you stand for. Right. And, you know, I just want I think my main mission as an artist is to, you know, 
again, it comes back to the idea of like, you know, being, there's nothing like being in the crowd. You, you said it, Chris, best, like when you're there, it's like, wow. It's like, or Eric, you know, you fell in love with country, just witnessing it. Right. It's like, it does something to you. And, you know, I want to be the guy that can create that experience. And, you know, because I know the impact it can have. And, you know, so when I think of target audience, I think of just fans that love music and love my music, but you know, I have to start with Philly. I have to start with, you know, kind of where I grew up, where I'm from. And, you know, there's a very wise mentor of mine, uh, Rick Barker, who used to manage Taylor Swift. Um, and he preaches all the time. If you can't get the people where you're from excited about what you're doing, how, how the hell are you going to get the rest of the world excited? And uh, I was like, that's good advice. Kind of right. You know, so I um I put out Stone Harbor, which is the one you played at the beginning of this live stream. And um, so my whole family lived in Wildwood for years. And for years, they were like, oh, we want to go to Stone Harbor and get a house one day. Eventually, my grandma ended up buying a house there. So we transitioned um, to Wildwood or to Stone Harbor. And that's where I grew up going to every summer. My my step family is also in Ocean City on my dad's side, too. So I, I kind of bounce all over in there in Wildwood and, you know, the whole the whole bit. But so I was like, ah, oh, here's something I love. Let me make a song that I love. And then I was like, you know what? This would be cool to put out. So I put it out. Town loved it. Everything, everybody loved it. And I was like, okay, now it would be pretty cool to get the whole region going. How do we get Philly going? How do we get, you know, the whole area? And I was like, I got to write something about something that I love that everybody else loves. And it's of course football. And, uh, you know, who doesn't love a good football song, let alone a country song about taking a girl from Dallas and she never goes back, you know, that's, <laughs> so, but, uh, but that's kind of, you know, when I think of target audience back to your question, you know, I think of, I think of Philly, I think of fans that, you know, I want to make music that means something, you know, I want to make the soundtracks to people's lives and, you know, I, I want to create music that has value and meaning and purpose and i think this song go birds has that i think i capture that energy but it's not me it's the fans that make it what it is and uh, man i just want to play for as many people as possible put me in a stadium right now i'll do it <laughs> uh yeah that, that that that's very cool um so you say you. so you actually performed at the barefoot country music festival last year Yes, sir. Yes. We, uh, how, how was that? <laughs> it was amazing. We, so we ended up getting rained out our first day, which, uh, so we were supposed to play five times, me and my band throughout the weekend, which was incredible. The first week or the first day, there was a huge storm that came through and we were at the one o'clock slot. Storm started at one, ended exactly at one thirty, which was when our set was going to end. And because we can play in the rain, but we can't play in the lightning. And it literally started and ended exactly during our our set time. And we couldn't believe it. I drove my whole band up from Nashville myself. And um, we got there. We were ready to go because that was going to be our, our big uh, – one of the main stages we played, uh, the Jim Beam stage, which is the second largest one. That was going to be our full electric band performance because the other stages were just acoustic, which were cool too. But, you know, you need a good electric guitar. And uh, that was the only stage we were able to do that on. And we got rained out. And uh, But the next day, get this, the next day uh, we show up early because well, I always have everybody show up on time and, uh, and early. 
Um, if you're on time, you're late. That's kind of what I tell my band. And uh, we show up, I think, at 12.15 at Barefoot. And we park in the same spot behind the stage. And we notice no other band is unloading or sound checking or anything on that stage. And we're like, well, somebody's got to be playing. It's only a three-day festival. So uh, my guitar player, Jack, was like, hey, dude, why don't, he's also from the area. He's like, dude, why don't you ask him, like, you know, why nobody's on stage? Think we could play? Let's play. We're here. We're ready. We can plug in right now. And um, so I sprinted to the guy, the stage manager. <laughs> forget his name. But he's like, if you can find Sandy, and Sandy was running the, the whole show. If you can find Sandy, tell him I sent you and see what Sandy says. I'm like, all right, great. Where's Sandy? He goes, he's probably out behind the trucks on the other side of the freaking sand. You know, and Wildwood, you know, the beaches are so long. And this stage right. was against the boardwalk. Guess where Sandy was? He was right by the water. So I sprinted. I sprinted from the back to the front with I think we had 20 minutes before the first act was supposed to go on. He came out of a porta potty. I found him. And I'm like, Sandy, I heard someone canceled. Can we play the one o'clock? We were supposed to play it yesterday, but got rained out. And he's like, you're on. And I texted the band. I'm like, everybody sound check right now. Get the audio engineers go, <laughs> Plug them in. Go, go, go. I'll be there in five minutes because I, I was out of breath. And literally right when I walked on stage, it, we had two minutes to spare. I did a quick vocal check and we played and we knocked it off. And, uh, that, it was the craziest experience I've ever had, but I'm also very grateful that whoever um, was in the one o'clock slot, you know, ended up not playing because we got to play. And I was so excited about that. We also played later that day, an acoustic set, full band, and then we did a couple other photo shoots and a couple video stuff for the festival too. So all in all, it was an amazing experience and, you know, that's my crowd, right? I grew up my entire life going the boardwalk. I remember you know, watch the tram car, please watch the tram, yeah. you know, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I would go to Sam's pizza. My mom actually used to go in there when she was a little girl. She, um, she was there in the original location closer towards the front of the boardwalk. And that burned down, I think a couple years ago, but, um, she was at the original and I was little enough to know that one, uh, before they built the one where they're at now. But I remember going in there and I was tiny. We'd go in the arcade and, you know, so like, to play, to, to, the coolest experience was to combine Nashville and my band and my career that I've been building here with home. It was the weird, and it was my first festival too, which was awesome. And it was the weirdest combination because it's like, here's all the people you love and family that have never witnessed you full band, full force, doing your thing really before with the full crew. And I had my production crew too. So they were filming and it was great. We had like 20 people with us and then come them witnessing that and then com and combining that with my band in Nashville. It was the coolest thing to see how those two worlds connected. And, um, it, it, I first got a glimpse of it with the stone Harbor video. Cause at the end you see my family and friends and, but you know, it was cool to do it at barefoot to show the people I cared about. Hey, you know, this is what I love. This is what I'm doing. I'm good enough to get on this stage, right? But I, I want more. I can do more. And it was so cool to make them proud and see them in the crowd. And, uh, you know, that's what I want to do on a massive scale. So I, I it, it meant more to me than just playing a little festival. It, it was kind of a big 
rite of passage for me personally. And, um, you know, I, I, I will never forget that, that festival specifically that yeah, one. Yeah. You, you got to figure it is a rite of passage. You got a big, it's a, it's a big XTU concert. You know, they're always, you know, they're always promoting it, you know, and it's, li- listen, I'm, I'm sure it was emotional for your family. It was emotional for you. Like, you know, you, you sit there and you're looking up and you're like, I'm playing on, I'm playing in front of all these people where I used to play as a kid. Like I, yeah, and you see I the imagine. on the back and you're like, that's where I freaking lived, you know? And it's, it's the <laughs> coolest thing, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Full circle moment. That's right. Yeah. Man. That's my wife. She, she is, she's a Sam's pizza fan. She's got to have the Sam's pizza. Oh yeah. The high C, the crushed ice. And she's got to walk across the street. And walk chili the ice, man. And then you get curly fries. Curly fries with the vinegar. Like it's, it's yeah. absolutely. I don't know how people eat fries with with the vinegar, but that's it's 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 our whole crew of people that do it. It's man, it, my mouth it, is covered right now. Don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Tony actually, Tony Sam's son reached out to me on Instagram. I think two years later, he finally saw the Stone Harbor video, and I have Sam's in the video, and. Uh, at, he texted me, he said, uh, Holden, this is Tony from Sam's Pizza. I appreciate you mentioning Sam's in the song you wrote. Really great. Next time you're in, ask for Tony. I'm Sam's son. And so my mom grew up, you know, knowing Tony your whole life too. But it, it's cool to kind of, you know, they just did that the other day. So I'm like, that, that's cool, man. You know, that's what it's yeah, all about. It, it, like I said, it, it, it's awesome. Like when you, like, as you know, as my wife just said, full circle, it's like, you take it all in, you do your thing, and then you you take it all in again. Like it's it's. A, I'm sure it was a great moment. You know, listen, I'm rooting for you, Eric's rooting you. for you. Um, Thank you. But I uh, yeah. So and- before you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play two clips of Go Birds. So okay. Then we'll get back to this. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Yep. Boy, I wish you could have been there. The cowboys are sure gonna miss her. I hate to break it to them, she looking better in green. Tomorrow she was planning on leaving, but she done went and changed her philosophies. Was it the fans? Was it the lights? Could have been my arm wrapped around her all night. I knew she was the one when she said the words, not the words you might think. Oh man, she said, Go birds. Got a thing for the cowgirls down in Dallas Where I'm from, they're hard to find Something about that silver and blue with the Tacova blue There was a pretty one to my right When she sat down and gave me that wing I missed the kickoff, but I didn't care I feel this special going down at the lane Boy, I wish she could have been there <laughs> uh. Dude, I I, was I, I, I can't imagine as a Dallas fan hearing another Dallas fan say "Go Birds." <laughs> like I, I, I couldn't imagine it. Like I just like like I'm sitting there, like like I, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like I'm getting mad for Dallas. Like this is some like that's when you know like the song's like real. Like you're just like you got this person. Like I couldn't imagine an Eagles fan going. We done boys. I couldn't imagine it. I <laughs> couldn't oh. imagine it. Oh, that's the biggest ick, man. <laughs> oh. 
when I hear we them boys, I I, I squinch, man. That's, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's it, it's funny because we, like I said, me and Eric, we we have a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans, you know, that we've linked up through podcasts, social media, and like I said, they're all cool. Like we we break each other's stones, but it's all in good. It's all in great, you know, banter. But like like just exactly. like, like, right. Like it's like I can't believe that you know somebody could convert a Dallas fan. Like it would be phenomenal. Like it really would. <laughs> well, that was kind of the inspiration of the song because I was like, if this actually happened, people would go berserk. Texas would go berserk. And so I was like, that means I got to write it then. And so I, uh, you know, <laughs> it was like, you know, seeing how many Dallas fans are in my comments trolling, like this is terrible. This is garbage. You know, this is, this would never happen. You know, she never wanted us anyway. She was never a true fan, you know. And so it was, it was, uh, it's so cool. Like, if you go down that list, I mean, some of them are really, really foul, but some of them are really funny as well. But uh, Dallas is definitely get, getting a kick out of this. And uh, but you know what? I hope it inspires the Eagles too. I hope, you know, somebody told me the other day, they said, hey, man, if you drop this song and they start playing well, you're going to have to put one out every single playoff season. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Listen, we had dancing on my own. If you're, if you're, if your song is going to be the Eagles, like, you know, fight song that not the unofficial, not the official fight song, but the new fight song, keep doing it. Like, just, just keep oh, doing it. Like let, let's make go birds go viral. Like dancing on my own. That would be awesome. That would be so cool. You know, and the best part is like uh, the first line of the chorus is the Cowboys are sure going to miss her. Like it's <laughs> great. And so it would be even better if we played Dallas in the playoffs and then, you know, it just, it would be glorious to sing that right when we beat them. It would be so cool. Yeah, that, I, that, that would that. be nice. I picture them in the locker room singing it, man. That that would be a big life. <laughs> Seeing Fletcher Cox. <laughs> yeah, I can see them all singing. Like, That'd be awesome. <laughs> but uh, now that that I, you know, that's listen. When that when is now? What is the, so the song releases the twelfth? Is there a video that'll be with it? There'll be a lyric video. Um, I, so I was talking to uh, I don't know if you heard uh, E Rock. So E Rock, I was on his Instagram live last week, and we were talking about. He goes, "Hey man, you know you should do a video for this," and I'm like, "I know," and. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't know if the Eagles will play another home game. So, you know, I would want to include the fans. I would want to include, you know, everybody and the tailgates and, you know, kind of the whole spirit yeah. and get fans involved. You know, I would want to kind of do that. And, uh, you know, I just don't think, you know, with the timing that it, uh, you know, something would come to fruition with all those folks in the crowd. But this is the acoustic version, I will say. And and I do have a full version that I I am holding on to, and uh, that has the electric guitars and the full stadium feel, nice. like the Penny Chesney feel. So my goal is maybe if this does well, see how this does, and then if fans want the full thing, I'll drop that at the start of the season in the fall probably, and then combine that with the video. Maybe the first week, you know, get the team first home game get everybody riled up, you know, it might be pretty cool. So um, I'm thinking of doing that, but just because of the timing, thanks Frankie, by the way, appreciate that. And, uh, but yeah, I think with the timing, uh, you know, 
I don't know if they're playing another home game, and I would want to have the the fans in the crowd. So we'll see what happens in Tampa Bay. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, you know what? That's that's actually a good thing. Like you said, you know, if you, you know you you know film, like I said, E Rock does a lot of stuff. So you, you could you could film at his tailgate, you know, even yeah. in the preseason, and then it, it would be it would be I think it would, as they say, it would be a banger in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. I, I hope so. You know, that video would have to be, I talked, actually talked to my video producer about it. Ben, he did the Stone Harbor one. I told him, I'm like, if we did a video, you know, what would we have to do to pull this off? He's like, well, we need you on the field. We need you doing this. We need you doing that. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like this to, to orchestrate all of this would, would take forever. But I kind of, I don't know if you watched the Kelsey documentary on Amazon yet, but there's an end shot, so good. But there's an end shot with him at the very end, and they get him with the stadium in the back. That's the exact shot that I picture, kind of like a performance scene, you know, for a music video. And then you get the crowd. It's like a, it could be awesome, man. I, I don't know. It could be a Philly thing, man. I, I, something we could all be proud of. But you know, I, I want to do it. I really do want to do it. I just am afraid that. I can't get that many Eagles fans in one spot until the fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and it, it, and that absolutely makes sense. Um, you got to make sure you, you make sure you got to talk to Derek. He's got to get you a, a Go Bird shirt. Yeah. Uh, oh man, yeah, yeah, Derek. Uh, Derek messaged me. He's he's going to send me one. I'm going to rock it uh, everywhere I go. So that'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny. The Go Bird, like like, like I said, I, I've helped Derek at Monkey's Uncle a couple times, and. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's amazing how popular that shirt is. Oh, it's awesome. Just just it literally says it's like a definition of like you know, this go birds. Yeah. <laughs> but but it becomes a thing, you know. It, it that's what I'm learning too. Is there you oh, go. Awesome, <laughs> hey, he's on here. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. I can't wait. You know, what's so cool is like, you know, and, and the psychology of trends, right? Like, why do things become trendy? And I think it's because you know, two things. One, it either makes you feel good, it makes you feel sad, or it makes you laugh. And it's simple psychology. So it's like anything Eagles, anything people love, they love and embrace, right? And so you know, in Philly, not in Dallas. <laughs> if it's Cowboys, <laughs> it would apply in Dallas, right? But, you know, people, people love the feeling of belonging. People want to feel part of a community. We as humans need to feel that, right? And so, you know, things like shirts and songs and food and music and, you know, whatever it may be, it, it brings people together and people love that. And so, you know, I, I think, I think there, that's the reason why a shirt like that would easily go viral. You know, I think that's why my, I didn't expect my video to do anything. I, I woke up to hundred thousand people streaming the thing and, and looking at it. And I didn't awesome. expect I, I didn't expect that, you know, thanks. But, you know, to me, it's like, that's the song, right? It's not me. I'm just a kid, you know, but it's, it's just cool to witness, you know, something that means a lot to someone, you know, and mean a lot to a lot of people at once and to kind of see the impact. I'm telling you, man, I, I think the song is good juju. I really think that this is going to do something. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the Chad Ochoa video. If it's, yeah, I did. He's nuts. I love Chad Ochoa. <laughs> I hope. Listen, I hope he's right. <laughs> if, if this brings a win, we're gonna we're gonna be texting next week. We're gonna you're gonna be coming back on. And you're gonna be doing. You're gonna be singing it live. Put the good vibes out there now. You know, keep the good vibes going. <laughs>
it's gonna be great, man. We'll see. I I uh, I hope we get the W. I think. What do you guys think? I I I think we could do it. I think they're gonna snap back at it. But you know, who knows? Here's what I say. Like they're a three point favorite now, and I don't understand it. I like I know that it's Tampa Bay. I don't know. Like this, this is the problem. I think they're going to suck us back in. I hope they. Let me rephrase that. I hope they suck us back in. It's, it's been a frustrating six weeks. It's been a frustrating well, six weeks. I'll tell you but, what. You know. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying. Like it's been a frustrating six weeks. I'm like, and I hope they suck us back in. I just, I'd rather them play on Monday, on Saturday afternoon than Monday night. Like, just get it out done and over with. Yeah, it's like, why do you got to wait to pull the Band-Aid off, like, the whole weekend? You know, you could have picked sa- – like, <laughs> I think I kinda, I – it's the script writers, man. They know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of I figured why they did it because of Hertz's finger and A.J. Brown's injury. You know, that that that's just me. Like, it, yeah, it would make sense. They the script way. like that, you know? They got it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, man, that's so funny because I was at the 49ers game and the Bills game. So it was the Bills oh. and then the Niners. And then so we were I at the 49ers actually, game. Oh, dude, what a nightmare. <laughs> Hold on, I, I, hey, I, I got I we were tailgating and I got interviewed by the new person, the sports person. So oh, no I was kidding. on TV. Yeah. There you go. Okay. They okay. picked me. They picked me of all people to talk. I'm like, I love it. I've had a couple like, beers, yeah. a couple shots. Let's go. <laughs> I love it, man. But you know what? It was so fascinating to like to be at the Bills game, right? I ended up leaving because I was like, there's no way we're going to win. It's freaking 35 degrees pouring. I was miserable. I was in the highest freaking nosebleed seat you could get with my buddy Joe, who's a Giants fan. He wore a Giants throwback jersey that looked like a Bills jersey. And someone was like, why are you wearing a Giants jersey? Because I didn't think you noticed. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's a side comment. But um, <laughs> they were struggling that whole game, too. I don't know if you remember, but in the first half, Jalen Hurts, I think, only threw 30 yards or something. And His it, passer rating was like nine. It was terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. And so that whole game sucked. <laughs> I love the guys. I love the team. But that first half was brutal. And they, they mm-hmm. flipped it at the fourth quarter, but so much so I ended up leaving. So they didn't turn anything on until the fourth quarter. I turned on the TV and I got home. The game was still I was like, of course I leave, you know, and this happens. But yeah. <laughs> But then th- those problems kept, you know, be- manifesting more and more, you know, in the 49ers game, you know, and it, it kind of started then. And But I think it started, you know, with the Bills week. I think it started – I think that was week 12 or something like that. Yeah. It, it started a while back, um, but I don't think it caught on until, you know, recent and, – and, you know, that Cardinals game was brutal. The Giants game was even more – I saw a meme It was like – it was like, oh, you can't get worse than that, can you? And it was like some some guy beating up a dead horse, and the horse falls. To the <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you can. It's like, but oh, no, man, it, was, uh, it was yeah. it was nuts, man. But yeah. I hope I hope we come back. We it, there's no question that we have the talent. There's no question. I think that we're so talented. There's a reason we were ten and one, right? Like, like right. we're not performing the way that talent can showcase. But I think that. The skill sets are there. I think it's just a, a mental thing. You know, when you go through ruts, it's like I've done that too. It's like you're capable of performing, but your your mind stops you. And I think they're in a little bit of a funk. But I I I hope that Chad Ojosek goes right, man. I hope we we kind of just snap out and play like they, they were playing. 
Yeah, like we were at the, me and Eric were at the 49ers game and we were 11 rows behind the 49ers bench and we had all 49ers fans there. And some of them were cool. And then some of them just started coming at me and, and you know, you know, Eric, and you, you speak to Derek and I'm the last person in the world <laughs> you, you, you want to try to come at because I, I'm, I'm just brutally honest. I'm respectful because there's kids around. But like, don't don't be quiet all game, and then when the game's over, don't mess and the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't and don't and like it was a regular season game, and the way the 49ers, like, yeah, it was like an NFC championship acting. game or something. Like they were like acting right. like it was be all end all. There was a dude in my section. He was like, he was like, look, he goes, we're gonna whip your ass today, but. You're still the second best team in the NFC. We'll see each other again. This is just game one. And that's what the guys that we got along with were like. I was like, yeah. I'll see you in January. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I, they trash talk so much, man. But And then they were like, oh, well, we hate Dallas. I'm like, at the matter. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't try and get on our good side by saying you hate Dallas. That's whatever. Yeah, I don't work that way. Now I can't stand you. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I'm praying for a good turnaround, man. That would be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be very good. So, I mean, do you have any uh, upcoming tour dates? Yeah, so I've got I've got a couple shows here in Nashville. Um, I'm about to lock in a management deal here with a great management firm in town, which I'm very blessed for, um, and that will definitely open some opportunities up this year. My my goal is to be tour hopping this fall, which basically is a fancy term for kind of joining three dates, four dates with this person, three four dates with this headliner, and you kind of just jump, test some markets out. Um, that would be my goal for the summer. Um, I would love to play CMA Fest this year. I'd love to play Barefoot. I would love to play Tidal Wave and AC. Wherever my Eagles fans are, I want to play. I want to play at the link. Let's do it, man. And, uh, you know, but I, I definitely am about to book a lot. So not everything is out yet, um, but <laughs> it will be soon. He needs to play the link. Oh, forget. Listen. <laughs> He's like praying. He's like praying. I, there are a few things in life that, you know, I could check off. My, first, I, I just want to preface before I say this, you know, me making mute, knowing that my song has had an impact on people already, box checked, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm good with that. that. That makes me happy. That's success to me is making other people feel good, right? But it would be pretty cool to do it in a stadium, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know or luke Bryan or luke anybody man i'm not i'm not picky just call them up we'll, we'll make it happen but <laughs> that'd be pretty cool one of them on the 95 south podcast network that would be neat that would be neat All right. we'll, 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 we'll we'll set you up with that we'll set you up awesome. with that. Awesome, yeah, we'll get yeah. but so, you guys um, this is fun i'm so, having a blast this yeah it's great yeah so, before we go to the last question, we're not, we're going to ask a really important question. Me and Eric are going to be in Nashville May fifteenth to the eighteenth. Let us know if you're around. We'll catch up for a beer. <laughs> yeah, I should be around. I should be around. Do you play on Broadway anywhere? Like, do you go down and play down there? Like in any of the bars? I used to a lot. Um, I, I'm kind of trying to steer away from Broadway just because it's a little little hectic for me. Uh, 
But uh, you know, it's so funny when you first move to town, it's like everybody wants to play Broadway and get the spot. And then you kind of learn. It's like, no, you get more value. The only reason I would play Broadway, I think Broadway is great when, you know, you want to work on your chops, your, your salt, your ability to work a crowd, right? It's great for that building up your stamina and vocal stamina, especially, but then you hit a point and it's like, it's almost redundant, you know, and most of the guys, 90% of the guys playing Broadway, that's their job. Right. And, and, you know, that's, that's it for them. And and they're making a killing at it, but that's what they're doing. And so, you know, if you want to become, you know, mainstream, if you want to kind of work on your own craft, you know, and not be a cover artist or whatever, you, you have to go out of your way and go to Midtown, which is where it, a little bit further out of Broadway. But, you know, that's where, you know, the songwriters that are writing hits and, you know, key artists and players in the industry are hanging. You know, very rarely they're on Broadway because that's all tourists. And Broadway's fun. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, you oh, find is. ways being here long enough to as an artist to to uh, figure out where you should be spending your energy the most. And uh you know there are more spots in Broadway, but but I do love playing Broadway though. It is fun. it is fun. Oh, that's cool. When we when we went and when me and my wife went, it was like every other bar we went to was playing Tennessee whiskey a cover. I'm like I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. It's like I charge people a hundred bucks now if they want to hear. Uh, oh, only person I won't charge is my grandma. But if they want to hear uh, Wagon Wheel, Tennessee whiskey, Sweet Caroline. Uh, chicken fried, uh, you know, what are the other ones? Uh, it's the same ones, it's the same ones every time, you know. So, me and my wife, we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame, and we, you know, they had the things where you can sing like music, and yeah. we sang Wagon Wheel. What we thought was Wagon Wheel was not <laughs> Wagon Wheel, it was like a wagon tire that flew off the highway it was absolutely <laughs> terrible I like let's it. do this again what <laughs> that's awesome that's so cool <laughs> songs people don't really know country <laughs> yeah exactly that's a country song you know or or they'll think bruce springsteen's country and i'm like he has a country album he just did a couple years ago but i mean for god's sakes i mean i mean <laughs> I, I love bruce but but you know I, it's interesting, man. And that's the other thing, too, is I think my music is starting to, you know, I'm kind of feel like I'm a pioneer in a way where it's like, I don't know if you know this, but country music in the Northeast, I think the Northeast makes up for a little over 50 percent of the entire country music radio market. Right. Just the Northeast alone, which includes New York, Philadelphia, Boston, D.C., um, throw in Chicago. Sure. But that it, the the whole kind of upper quarter of the country is almost over half of country music radio market. And that means there's fans there, country fans, right? Now, I think it's advantageous to be, you know, from the area and not be from Georgia or from Alabama or something. Because if you're a country artist from there, you're, you're just like everybody else, right? And, you know, but being a country artist from Philly, no, that's different, right? And so right. that's who I am. But But I think that's a testament to – you know, country fans in the area, there's a huge market in, in our area that is just, I mean, look at tidal wave, look at barefoot. People love country music. Right. And yeah, there's the guys, you know, say, you know, play Bruce Springsteen, you know, but, but, you know, there's a whole, I think there's a whole education happening in the area. That's like, wow, there, there's other music out there too. 
and there's some cool stuff going on. And so, you know, I want to open people's minds. I want to show them like, like now, like country's about how you're raised. If anything, I think Philly is more country than any other city working hard, you know, the Rocky mentality, the underdog mentality, right? That's very country. I think I see that in themes in George Strait songs, right? It's like, but it's how you look at it, right? And so, um, you know, how do you define that? And, uh, you know, so I, I think I'm trying to build a new wave of something. I have a good friend, Michael James, who is from New York. He's from Long Island. And uh, he wants to do the same thing. He's like, dude, like, you know, th- let's do it, man. And so, you know, there, there are fans up where we're from and, uh, you know, specifically country fans. And they need a voice. And, uh, you know, I want to be that guy that can give them the voice and show show the South and Nashville. I don't want to start a civil war, but show the South and Nashville that we're country, too, and can be. And there are parts of Pennsylvania that are more country than Mississippi. It's true. You just drive out, you know, on the turnpike two hours and you see it. I mean, right. but it's no, you're 100 percent right. Right. There's a rodeo in, New, in South Jersey. I forget what it's called, but there's a rodeo. You know, it's it, it, it's a thing. So. I, I digress, but but uh, but yeah. So I totally forgot your question, <laughs> but uh, but hopefully that all kind of helps encapsulate you know what my goals are and you know what I, I think I'm doing something for the greater good. You know, absolutely sounds great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? Anything else, Chris? Uh, other than go birds, do you have anything else coming out? Any other, you know? Yeah, man. Well, so go birds is dropping for those who's tuning in. Go birds is coming out this Friday, the 12th. Right. Uh, so stay up late Thursday night to midnight and, uh, it'll be out on Spotify and all that. Um, I'm so excited for this thing. You know, I, I have 11 songs out right now. Um, I, I hope to put out a project in June kind of, with you know my sound and who i am um i would like to have an impact i have a song ready to go right after go birds um that's you know i think has some weight behind it um jacob you're invited to south carolina to go hunting and fishing with me oh i'll take you up on it man let's do it and uh but it's you know i i uh i have a big year of goals ahead um you know go birds is just my way of you know nodding off the cap and saying thank you to Philly and kind of my roots and who I'm, who I am and where I'm from. And, but, you know, go birds, I think is going to be huge, but I also think, you know, the derivative results of what that song does uh, will be even larger uh, this year. My, my goal is to fully tour this fall, you know, put out a, a debut project, sign a record deal this year, um, a talent deal and a publishing deal possibly in the fall if needed. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's a big year ahead and, um, you know, I'm just very blessed for everything. You know, I can't, I can't do it without guys like you having me on here, you know, and, and fans in Philly and, you know, I, it, it's stuff like this that, that helps so much. Um, you know, and I have so many artist friends that, you know, they want all the goals in the world. I'm like, you can, you can do that, but you have to put in the work. You have to give people time and energy and, and show why you love what you do and, um, you know, and so that's why I'm so grateful to be on here, guys, because this is, you know, this is how, you know, you have to do it and, you know, and, and showcase the music because you love it. And, you know, you want to you want to make people feel good. And so, um, you know, stuff like this really means a lot to artists like me. So. 
Sounds great. Sounds yeah, I love good. it. I love like, it. Like you said, I I hope Go Birds is a rally call for fans to get up. Sure as hell, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, man. It's time we need something. I someone commented today. They're like, "Oh man, I I hope this thing changes stuff." So I'm not going wood. We'll we'll uh, we'll pray for that. But but yeah, man, yeah. it's gonna be a good year. I'm excited. Go Birds, man. <laughs> Definitely. So. So where can they, where, what social media do you have? You Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Yeah. Else? So, so my name Holden Barter, you see on the screen. So I'm, I'm at Holden Barter on all the platforms. I think Instagram has music attached at the okay. end of it. Um, but I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. you know, uh, I, I'll preface this too. I wish I wasn't on any of them. I, I, it gives me a headache, but it's a great way to meet fans. And I, that's how I met you guys. And so, you know, I, I wish I didn't have social media. I wish I didn't have to do it. But like you said, Eric, you know, that's how people consume nowadays. So, you know, it's, but, but you guys can find my whole life story on my web, I, holdenbarter.com that I have, that's my website, first name, last name.com. I've got my whole bio there and links to my songs and stuff. So let me know what you think. Reach out to me, you know, text me. You know, say, hey, I was on the podcast. You know, I was, you were chatting with Chris and Eric. I want to get to know you. You know, I want to get to know every single one of you. So, um, you know, let me know. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like I said, once the video is out and posted, I'll post it on my page. Um, you know, Thank you. If, you, if you happen to go on my Facebook page, I post, I post all kinds of stuff, sports stuff. And for some reason or another, my page, like we couldn't get, like our Philly Philly page blows up. But for some reason, I can get my page to get over, you know, I have an engagement up 115% this past month just from <laughs> posting clips of football and other things. Like, so. Isn't it weird how the weirdest, the weirdest unexpected things you wouldn't expect to perform actually do the best? Isn't it crazy how that happens? Well, it makes me laugh. He'll text me and he'll say, hey, man, I just created a reel on from my page. Share it. I'm like. Well, why aren't you doing it on the, on our account page? And he's like, I don't know. It's just not. It's working on mine. I don't get it. I'm like, okay, whatever, bro. Like you know? the national championship game, I posted a picture. I posted a video of the guy running in for a touchdown. It got over seven thousand views. Oh wow! Like, I don't know why. The <laughs> algorithms work, so you know the hashtags and the algorithms work. So that that's what I've come to. Because I used to be against hashtags. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was I not it. a fan of hashtags. The thing I'm but learning. Listen, it's all about consistency. It, it, it's just yep. like you, you may not have the, you know, I, and this is a really cool quote. It applies to life, but it, everything really. But um, perfection is the enemy of success. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, because like, <laughs> like, and it's true because I'm a very perfectionist type of person. I like everything, you know, my whole behind me is all clean and organized. You can tell. But it's like, you know, I. I think it comes the same thing with social media. It's like, you know, just post the posts, like, you know, just get messy with it. Don't be afraid to get messy and, and dirty with it. And, uh, you know, that that's proving to be a, a cool thing, you know, 7,000 views, you know, it's, it's crazy. You never expect it. But I noticed when I get caught in my head, it's like, it's like, man, I, I have all these ideas. What if I just tried them all instead of thinking of which one to try, you know, and just do it. You know, that's, that's my other mentality. It's like, just do it, put it out there. You know, so right. we're, we're throwing yeah, what's, go what's birds the out there. <laughs> okay. What was the worst that happened? You, you had you have multiple posts with no movement, but listen, it doesn't <laughs> happen if you don't post it. 
That's right. Amen. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael Scott. Michael, <laughs> yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Michael, yeah. yeah. That's it. Wayne Gretzky said it first. Wayne Gretzky said it first. <laughs> I love the offense. So, yeah, really all right. So, well, if there's that's it, I don't have anything else. Eric, you, have, you don't have anything else? No, no, no. I'm good, man. I was just going to say, after we do the sign off, just don't, don't sign, don't, don't get out of the, the studio. We'll talk to you backstage. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, I hope you guys love, love go birds. Hit me up and uh, tell me what you think it coming this Friday. <laughs> don't right. leave just yet. Don't yeah, leave don't just leave. yet. Hold on. Boy, wish you could have been there. The cowboys are sure going to miss her. I hate to break it to them. She looking better in green. Tomorrow she was planning on leaving. But she don't wait. Changed her philosophies. Was it the fans? Was it the lights? Could be my arm wrap around her all night. I knew she was the one.